welcome to Kansas City Real Talk, brought to you by KCRR. I'm Bobby Howe. And I'm Alex Gehring. Oh my gosh. First time back in the studio. Woo! I feel so good. That was oh, probably way too loud, too loud, and Bob. you got the glare from Amber. <laughs> Amber shot me a glare. You, oh, Amber's I miss like, that glare. I know. It just doesn't feel the same via Zoom. It doesn't, man. Because it's, it's more powerful when she's just right oh. there, and you just feel like the laser beams <laughs> into your soul. Oh, it's a lot. It is a lot. Well, you're a lot, so there's that. <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> so, how was your Christmas break? Oh, it was, was great. Everything? It was really good. Um, yeah? Lots of, uh, well, I say that, you know, it, and it was good. But I'm, I got Christmased out, like, really fast. Mm. I don't know if this is true for you, too. But, well, I, except I don't feel like it is. You're, like, crazy with all your decorations and whatnot. For me, I have, like, the beginning of December, and there are too many holiday parties, and mm. I have to be at a 10. Um, and I know that's the same for you. But for me, by Christmas, I'm at a 4. And everybody else is at a 10. And... And I can't maintain it, but I, now I have to for the kids. So I have to be all, huh, when oh. I don't feel that way. No, I'm um, so happy my child is 10 down. because I don't have to be that. I, do, I oh. get partied out. And here's the thing. This year was the least Christmas ever because we were in the middle of purchasing oh, and moving to yeah. a new house because we closed right before Thanksgiving. And then we actually, our office closed for the last two weeks of the year. So I timed that with making the move over. So we moved over on the 14th, 15th, 16th, somewhere in there of December. I put up my two trees because really it's just three sections and you plug it in. I didn't put any ornaments on it. We didn't put it. We had two decorations left at the old house that we left those up at the old house because the old house is less than a half mile away. So we're not we're, we're back and forth all the time. And but we really didn't do the whole Christmas thing this year. Like there were some presents under the tree for my kid, but not even that much because we even told him, you know, you really you really wanted this house along with the rest of us. So this is actually a part of your Christmas this year. So there you go. Good for you. Yeah. So it was it was kind of nice though. We had and, five Christmases. Yeah, we did. We did three. It's too many Christmas. It's just, it's, yeah. It was it's too many. It really is. So I have a funny story for you. Oh, yeah? I do. I do have a funny story for you. Um, and you've probably read about it on my Facebook, but some of our listeners may or may oh. not have. And it was uh, a couple weeks ago now. And I was out walking in my, I say new neighborhood, but, you know, it's the same neighborhood, but it's the other side of the neighborhood and this side of the neighborhood has sidewalks other side of the street we had to walk in the street when we walked to the dog so we're like fancy now because we're walking on sidewalks and i'd taken the dog for a walk and on the the, it's a it's an out and back route it's about a mile and on the way out there was a dog in a yard and he came running towards us and i grabbed my dog and we kind of walked off to the side and there was the owner was right there he's like oh ma'am i'm so sorry and i was like no it's it's okay i just i never know how an unleashed dog is going to react and my dog's leashed, you know, whatever. So we, we go out and we're on the way back and we're two houses past where the dog had, the other dog had come at us. And all of a sudden I see three schnauzers and an eight-year-old little girl and the schnauzers start coming running towards us. And I was like, oh God. and little dogs, I, I have nothing against dogs. I have nothing against little dogs, big dogs, but little dogs sometimes tend to be a little bit more aggressive towards big dogs. Like they got to show them you're not going to come for me. I've got a dumb, doofy golden retriever. He ain't going to hurt anybody. But I still like I take my dog and we're crossing the street very quickly because I can tell this eight-year-old girl is not going to be able to control these dogs. And as I'm crossing the street, I later find out, I tripped into a pothole and I did a face plant with a curb and chipped a tooth. 
got some road rash on my face. I got some road rash down my entire body. And um, then later in the day, there was a uh, we have a neighborhood Facebook group, and there was a post. Hey, the lady that was walking her golden retriever pup on this street uh, earlier today, would you send me a message? So I I, res- I didn't send her a message. I just responded in there like I walked my dog on that street a couple hours ago, but I don't know if I'm the person you're referring to or not. She then sends me a private message and said, were you the one that fell? I caught it on my (laughs) ring doorbell. It was her little girl who had been there. And so after I fell and I just sat on the the curb for a minute, like trying to gather myself because it it really hurt. And um, the little girl across the street going, lady, are you okay? Are you okay, lady? Lady, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'll be okay. I finally get up and I walk back and then this lady messages me. I guess the girl went inside, called her mom, bawling, just so worried. The mom pulls up the ring doorbell. She sees me basically whiplashing on the curb and doing all of that. Everything's fine. I just got a little scars. I went to the dentist. I got a brand new, well, a new cover for my tooth. Um, they put a new front on my tooth and you can't tell that it was chipped. It looks really good. I, I was I was scared that it was going to be like super white, pearly white teeth and you can be – no. They matched it into my naturally colored teeth. And, you know uh, – I have to tell you that rarely am I disappointed in Amber, but like during all of this, there was a very clear opportunity to find like a banjo side of uh, like sound effects, like about Bobby chipping her tooth. And that would have been amazing, Amber. So it was kind of a missed, sort of a missed opportunity, but... I will also (laughs) say this, the number of people that has sent me gifts from Dumb and Dumber with... The tooth. Um, that's also been a very popular one since this all happened because my friends have had a lot of fun with me and my face situation. So but you fine. can't tell. I, I got a little scab on the end of my nose, but for the most part, I, I, the rest of it is all hidden with makeup. So, yeah, it's, you really can't. It could have been so much worse. The I'm only thing is okay. that my body feels like it's been in a car wreck and it, it kind of. Right. Um, so uh, I got a couple appointments with my chiropractor, physical therapist to get my body back in adjustment because, um, yeah, right after this, I'm going and running my four-day race at Disney. So, you know, why why not have basically a wreck with my body right before I go and do a big major race? So and I'm kind of disappointed in myself, too. I mean, I knew this was coming. I could have brought a banjo. You could have brought a banjo, yeah. You, so, you could have. Yeah. You could have brought lots of different musical instruments, and yet – you chose not to. I did. Yep. I yeah. messed up. Yep. Yeah. All so, right. All right. So we're in 2023 now. Is there anything coming up this next year that you're like really looking forward to that's coming at you? Mm. I mean, I've got quite a few things that I'm that I'm really looking forward to. Are you going to President Circle? Yeah. For Are you sure. looking forward to that? Yeah. That's going to be fun. Sarah's going to come <laughs> and it's going to be it's going to be awesome. It'll be Sarah's first President Circle. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, that'll be a good time. I don't know. There's lots of exciting things. Uh, I got get to ride on a tour bus for the first time. Ooh. Like tour bus, tour mm. bus. So the new company that I'm with, um, we're, you know, we we service seven different states and right. we do an award ceremony in every single state, except we do Missouri and Kansas together because most Missouri of our people Kansas. are in Kansas City. Yeah. So we just do one in Kansas City. Then we will get on a tour bus with like bunks, like rock stars, and we will drive from Kansas City to Birmingham, Alabama, and we'll go from Birmingham to New Orleans, and then we're going to go to Jackson, Mississippi, and then Little Rock, and then Oklahoma City, and then we'll make it home. And when the staff person was telling me about this, because I'm just like, wait, we're living on a tour bus for a week? And she's like, I mean, we'll stay in hotels when we're in towns, but otherwise we're on the bus. She goes, but you get to pick your own snacks. And I was like, 
okay, so I'm excited about snacks. But I was like, do we like play, do we sit around and play cards? Because that's what I imagine like rock stars doing on, you yeah. know, well, they're doing drugs and other things. But, right, yeah, you know, definitely playing, playing cards, cards, using cards stuff. to cut things cut. up is probably more like it. <laughs> Anyways, well, yeah, we're going to, from a Sunday through a Friday, we leave Sunday at 5 a.m. through like Friday, maybe Saturday morning, 1, 2 a.m., we'll be on a bus. <laughs> With the, with the, the, I can't say it. I shouldn't say it, but but I will. With the uh, the tour that you described, I really did need to bring a banjo. You I can't really wait to. This I one can't might wait to hear yeah. your accent when you get back. She's gonna oh, be right. like, I was in Nolens, Lord. <laughs> and not only am I gonna be in Nolens, I'm gonna be in Nolens on Valentine's Day. Just like, whoa, that's that is a bit much to be in that city on that day. So. <laughs> When it you gets know, to Valentine's Day, everybody just think Bobby's in Nolens Here today. in Johnson County, we just say NOLA because it yeah. reminds us the most of joke. Everything's, you know, two-syllable. Right. Like, yeah. Right, because right. that's the only way you can do it. So yep. I guess we have a guest or something today. Oh, is that a thing? Or we're not just here just talking. It's an exciting guest, too. It is a super exciting guest. It, this is the time of year where we get to interview our two presidents that are affiliated with our organization. Mm-hmm. We interview the KCRR president and we interview the Heartland MLS president. This week, we get to talk to Sydney West, the 2023 KCRR president. And she's a dear friend of mine. I know she's a dear, she's friend, a dear friend of yours. Of mine. She is an amazing person. I, I'm really excited to get to talk to her. Yeah. But you know what I have before we get to her? Oh. Because I like to make everything. I've been told before I like to make everything about me. So <laughs> let's just. It's true. It's true. I've been told that many, many times. So let's just go ahead and just make this all about me. I got a thing before we get to her. <laughs> do, 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 do. Bobby's book. Casey. All right. So my book this week is. 4,000 Weeks, and this book explores the concept of time management, but from a different point of view than we're usually used to. It talks um, it talks about tapping into knowledge from um, ancient civilizations, philosophers, researchers, and even spiritual figures. And my quote, and the book is by Oliver Berkman, and my quote from the book is, confronting the worst case scenario saps it out of its much anxiety-inducing power. Happiness reached via positive thinking can be fleeting, brittle, or it can be fleeting and brittle, sorry. Negative visualization generates a vastly more dependent calm. So it talks about go ahead and confront those negative feelings that you're feeling because you'll usually figure out that there's no power to those and that can bring some calm and some happiness and positive thinking to you. So um, there are three lessons in the book, like always. The first lesson is humans did not care much about their days before time wasn't considered such an important factor. And the book talks about if we take a look back in time, we notice that people didn't always observe time the way that we do today. Um, People didn't think about um, organizing every single minute of their day in advance or optimizing their workflow constantly to save more time. Due to the fact that religion helped spread the belief in the afterlife, people didn't value their limited days on earth as much as we do now. And the book talks about the constant pressure of managing our time has led us to forget about the end goal. 
enjoying life as it is. And so the lesson here is to stop structuring every single thing that you do. Leave time for blank thoughts, white space, and some unstructured time. The second lesson from the book is prioritizing and accepting procrastination can lead to enhanced productivity. So the book talks about let's debunk a very uh, a very common myth, and that is Every single person procrastinates. Whether you like to think you do or you don't, there are some things that you procrastinate about because we cannot possibly perform at our highest parameters at all times. And by not allowing unstructured time in our life and wanting to manage every day perfectly, that's an unbalanced approach to life, which you'll have to ditch sooner or later. And the book talks about finding a balance between procrastination and productivity by prioritizing properly. It reminded me of one of my favorite quotes, which is, don't prioritize your schedule, schedule your priorities. Those are two very different concepts. But also allow yourself to procrastinate when you feel that your mind really needs it and can benefit from it. It's it's okay. And the third lesson is when you have free time, spend it doing the things you love. If you manage to prioritize your tasks properly, divide them into small chunks and finish things faster, you'll find yourself actually having a little bit of spare time on your hands. However, in today's society, we tend to take on new projects whenever we find our schedules get a little bit loose. And the author talks about slowing down and taking some time to rest and reset. The decline of leisure has started decades ago, provoked a huge buildup in stress, frustration, and anxiety that previous generations passed on to the future ones. So you need to take pleasure in being mediocre at something, having a hobby, or even exploiting a passion, and then fill up the rest of your free time with quality moments spent with family and friends. And finally, remember, there's no need to look for profits in every single thing you do. And that's my book, but 4,000 weeks. God, I love that for so many reasons. I know. It's, so, it takes a Tim Ferriss four-day work week and, like, turns it on its head. Can I just say a couple things really quick? Yeah. There are, like, two two big parts of that for me right now. And uh, one of them is that uh, Sarah and I were talking kind of over this, quote-unquote, break time. Uh, you know, you got two kids. And you, what, you, you know you're not supposed to, but you're always comparing your kids, right? You just can't. You can't really help it. Um, and... Margot and Charlie are so similar. Like they're they're almost the same except Margot is a much happier child. And so she doesn't require quite uh, much happier at this age. Charlie's like super happy. <laughs> She's like a little much. <laughs> but Margot Margot requ- didn't require doesn't require as much like constant stimulation mm-hmm. to maintain satisfaction. So as a result, as I, I'm also, I've become a lot more structured in my life since Charlie's been born too. One of the things, though, that I realized was that I have spent so much less time one-on-one with Margot. Um, with Charlie, I uh, the first year of Charlie's life, I spent at least two days a week home with Charlie. Um, Sarah went to work every day. Um, I sent her with my mom one day a week. She went to school two days a week. And then I was with her two days a week. So I got tons of one-on-one time with, with Charlie. And I realized this week, this last week, that I do not have that with Margot. And so she's not requiring as much stimulation. She's not getting that one-on-one time with me. Um, and one of my favorite things to do is just play and and educate, right? Mm-hmm. It's so fun. And so just in like 
a few hours of take making sure that I took that time with Margo over the weekend, there was just so much more development. But I I had the benefit of that with Charlie because of a lack of structure. The other thing that I and I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast or not. And I don't know why I'm talking. I'm, I'm making your now. I'm making your book bit about me. I'm loving but, every but, minute of this because I can see your your face lighting up as you're speaking. The other thing that and I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast or not, but I um, I've been like trying to find what my like what like on the last piece what my hobby is like mm-hmm. the thing that I'm mediocre at right. that I'm I'm working to like hone and the weirdest thing happened and it's fishing. Really, I. I, I, Charlie and I were talking. I was like, what do you want to do today? We had kind of a free day. This is a few months ago. And she's like, well, I've never been fishing before. And I'm like, well, I haven't been fishing in a long time. I've only been fishing twice in my life. Let's go fishing. It'll be fun. We went out. She caught a fish almost immediately with her little frozen two rod that I got her. It was adorable. So she was hooked, uh, no pun intended, like right away. And so was I. And so I have, I love fishing. That's been probably the worst part of like this whole like cold spree that we had a few weeks ago, right? Oh my gosh. Um, Couldn't go fishing. Um, But what a, like for me, being bad at something and working to get better, it just feels so good. Yeah. And And you're out in nature without any pressures of society just being there and breathing down your neck. You can just step away from everything and be one with your daughter and just be in the moment. It's so fun. But anyway, this that really I'm going to have to read it because it's that, a great that book. really that spoke to me for a, a number of reasons. So All right, let's go get Sydney and bring let's her in. Welcome back to Kansas City Real Talk brought to you by KCRAR. Bobby and I are here with KCRAR president for 2023, Sydney West. Woo! We've never done that before. <laughs> we have never cheered on the new president. So well, just so you know, I you are special. I just thought I'd try something new. Thank you. I kind of liked You're it. You're special, so we need to do like a special introduction. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. So tell us a little bit about who Sydney is, your journey in real estate, and what led you into becoming KCRER president. Oh, Okay. Well, um, all of it. This is like a, this it. is like the thirty minute session. You just talk for thirty minutes about yourself, okay. and then we call it a wrap. I can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you guys probably know this, but uh, the rest of the world doesn't necessarily know that I am a second generation realtor. So my mom started selling real estate when I was around eight, and uh, she started in Wichita. Back then, uh, I don't know if you know that MLS was like a book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I used to love to look through that book. It was so much fun. <laughs> Um, so she was a realtor and I, of course, went with her on lots of showings and, um, I, I have been told that I would often say at the end of the showing, so do you want to buy this house? (laughs) 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 Which, you know, to this day, I, I often will say because people like to be asked. Yeah. So, you know, I do think that that's a good question. Yeah. That, um, Always other, be closing. Yeah. And the other thing that I guess I used to do, so we didn't have an answering machine. And back then, um, my mom put her home phone number on the signs because, mm-hmm. you know, in the 70s, there was no such thing as cell phones. And even in the 80s. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And so we, we didn't get an allowance, but we got like, um, we got a bonus whenever my mom closed a house. Oh, nice. Right? So I would get $50. Oh, nice. But if she sold it herself and everything, you know, like did the full deal, I got 100 You oh double-ended it. Yeah. So when you're like between 8 and 
whatever age. Yeah. yeah. It was, I had, I mean, I saved up a lot of money and I was, well, that's awesome. You were in, so invested in your mom's success. That's I'm, really cool. No, I really was. Yeah. And so uh, I guess the other thing I used to tell people when they would call is I would say, oh, she's out writing a contract. <laughs> <laughs> so my mom said people were like, man, Nyla, you are just killing Kill it. it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, I definitely remember lots of open houses and all of that stuff. And of course, uh, growing up, I was like, oh, I'm never, never going to do this. I was getting ready to ask that. Mm-hmm. Were, you, were you one of us? The I'm never going to be in real estate. It's the last thing I'll ever do. Mm-hmm. When last were you licensed? Thing. No. And I told my mom, I was like, Ugh, you just talk all the time. Mm-hmm. Does your jaw ever get tired of talking? <laughs> she was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so when I was uh, nineteen or something like that, um, I was gonna have a baby, and so my mom was like, "Hey, how, how, why don't you come work with me? You can be an unlicensed assistant." That was, you know, in the late '80s, and um, you can help me with flyers and mailings. And so back then, we actually printed pictures mm-hmm. and made. Um, little cute I made but we did a lot of cutting and pasting because mm-hmm. you didn't have com- mm-hmm. really computers and so and then we would copy them and glue stick you get 50 color copies made and you glue stick them on the flyer and then yeah. you get color copies and then you yes. make a black and white version to stick in the flyer box maybe yeah yeah, yeah. and I mean we went to picture perfect all the time to oh, pick yeah. up photos and so um, and you didn't really have a lot of interior pictures. Just oh, no. One front. Yeah. And then, of course, I, I learned how to write ads for the newspaper, mm-hmm. which was kind of like the original text because you only had so many characters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, so I did that with her. And uh, I wasn't licensed at that point. And then my husband and I at the time, we, we moved away. And then I moved back to Kansas in... I don't know what year. But anyway, I moved back to Wichita and started working with my mom again in 1996, and I got my license. My mom was like, I think you should get your real estate license so that you can – actually, I take that back, 1994. 1994. So this year, I have been a realtor for 29 years. Wow. Yeah, in that September. Awesome. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So – and uh, actually, uh, buyer's agency wasn't a thing at that point mm-hmm. either. So I've kind of seen a lot of things in real estate. Mm-hmm. So even though, you know, we kind of were working for the buyers, so mm-hmm. that's why they were like, hey, maybe we should mm-hmm. we should make a, an official, like, hey, we work for the buyer <laughs> kind of thing. You didn't bring up carbon copy contracts, though. Um, well... <laughs> We did, and you always carried a contract in your car. I always did. Yeah, you do it on the hood because make yes. sure you push real hard because you can't use the gel pens. You got to use the special, you know, so it pushes all the way through. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And um, like I remember too, at my mom's office, they had like a sign uh, shed, and mm-hmm. we would go by there and we would pick up. Oh yeah, signs. we had the sign shed too. Yeah. 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 Did you have the the land disc thing where it was this big huge binder of addresses and each ad- it had each individual address and it had like a special code and there was like this like first generation huge computer like it would take up like this entire wall and you would enter in that code and it would show you a black and white exterior photo of the house so before you went to a listing appointment oh. you could go put oh oh St. Joe we were one of the first That's in the country fancy. to have a land disk and so you could go put the address in you could see like an outside black and white grainy pixely photo <laughs> of the outside of a house before you went on the listing appointment that was our big oh. thing we had up in the Joes. Well, I remember even like the original like first MLS where you could type things in and oh, search. Yes. And it was like a, a typewriter, but like an electric typewriter, which I'm pretty sure Alex has never even seen a typewriter. I've seen a typewriter <laughs> on stage. Have you used it? 
on for productions stage. for for period pieces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I made a Calgon reference once to the two of these people, and they had an because I did the Take Me Away Calgon, uh-huh. and they were like, "What's Calgon?" Like, I was like, "I don't remember wow, either." Wow, I am stick. that old. They uh, don't even know Calgon. Yeah, and, and I would get really detailed, and I would be like, "Oh, I'm not one of these many houses," and and then it would return nothing, mm-hmm. and you know, so that was a learning experience at a young age to be very, very less detailed in your search. I feel so bored. Like when I talk about how things were, like when I got started, I'm like, <laughs> "You couldn't even find the seller's disclosures on oh, the geez. apps." It's like ridiculous. You guys have like real stories to tell. No, I have. I've got nothing. Nothing's you, changed. Oh, and there you, was a specific. There was a specific HUD key. You had to go to yes. the office to get the HUD key to open up any HUD listings. Like there was a spe- and why that was and the still key a to thing the lockbox was an actual physical like key, key that fit in all the lockboxes. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it opened them. And yeah, but the HUD key, it was really f- special to have the HUD key. It was special when you had it. Actually, I feel like we still had the HUD key. I think key I have one somewhere. Yeah, because I, yeah, I did. I definitely did oh, I totally some of that back in the mm-hmm. early 2000s. We did some yeah. of those. Anyway, yeah. so that's when I got my license. And then I, did, I worked with my mom for several years. And then I moved to Kansas City. And when I first got here, I was like, oh, my God, this place is huge. Because I was in Wichita, mm-hmm. which is a big city, uh, but not like Kansas City. So when I when I moved here at first, I just I left I had my license in Wichita. My stepdad was a builder and he was a broker, so I had my license there and I just was like I don't know what I don't even know how I know what city I'm in because you just were like suddenly you're in Lenexa. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which seems normal now. Um, but it's dumb. And we didn't have GPS, honest. so I had one of those maps that had this the spiral. Yep. Mhm. Yeah. And so How many realtors were there when <clears throat> you got started in Kansas City? So I actually got really, like, started getting really involved back in Kansas City in probably 2004. And um, I started with a really small brokerage called Needham Realty. And my broker was awesome because, like, once every week or two, he would take me to lunch and he would just take me around different places in Kansas City. And we would spend the day and he would teach me about, like, places. That's awesome. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. It was great because I, I really didn't. And I'm more of a visual person, yeah. so I'm like, I know I'm like, oh, you're gonna drive to the Burger King and you're gonna take a right and right that kind of thing. So, so for me, it was much better to drive around and get to know the city a little bit, and and it was just fun too to hang out with him. And so, right, yeah. So, um, so I don't know how many agents were at that point because I really, you know, wasn't quite involved at the association yet. Just thinking about the fact that you're the president of the association now coming I know. all that no. way. However many there were, we know that we're tremendously bigger now. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's, it's it's really incredible. I, I don't mean, even know where St. Joe was at that point. <laughs> I'm still not sure where it is. I just get in my car and it goes. So how did you get involved in the association side of things? How did you decide to so make when that I was an agent in Wichita with my mother, um, she felt it was very important to go to association events. So we actually went to a lot of KAR events, and I actually went to the NAR conventions in '95, '96, '97, um, and. I mean, I saw really great speakers and mm-hmm. uh, Colin Powell, like really, oh, yeah. really cool stuff. And um, she also, you know, at that time was like, oh, you know, you need to do our pack. It's important. And I didn't really ask why. I just like, OK, we're just mm-hmm. going to do this. And um, so that's kind of how I de- how it was. And so then when I got busy in Kansas City, I was like, this is so weird because I felt 
it felt so big here and there were so many agents where I was used to like if you had a broker's open like people came from all the offices to your broker's open yeah. and I was like oh it's only the people in my office that come. That's weird. And so I started going to KAR events because I actually remembered some of those people mm. like Rod and Karen. Like I already knew them. And Rod asked me to get involved. Well, I don't know that it was Rod, but I think it was. I got a letter that said, hey, would you like to be on the right, in the Right Track Leadership Program? And I said, well, that sounds like fun. I love realtors, so I'm going to go and <laughs> hang out with them. <laughs> and so I started getting involved there and I took that leadership program and one of the things that they said was you know you should go to your association and be involved there so I started coming in and actually the first meetings I ever came to was I would be a guest at the board of directors meetings <laughs> and I would listen you know I didn't talk yeah. at all but right most of our meetings at board of directors are open if as long yeah. as we somebody can say hey I'd like to come and they can come and listen to most of it and so that's kind of how I got started and then I just went from there and started signing up from ki for committees and um that's just and here you are here i am yeah i love that your mom set such a great example for you mm -hmm. that was the one very like your story i was like i'm just like i'm following your story completely <laughs> i was like that's we i could be telling the exact same story other than my mom was just such a busy top producer she never made time for the association association was a waste of her time so i love that your mom set that mm -hmm. example for you and then somebody made the ask. They said, hey, why don't you do this? And we immediately said, that sounds exciting. I'm in. Yeah. But it usually comes back to an ask somewhere. But I love Always. that you already had that knowledge of everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. I did. Well, Cindy, one of the things that you've talked about is these three eyes that you're going to be passionate about. And one of them in particular. I like I'm, you just said, you're going to be passionate about. She's not passionate about passionate them yet, about but them. she will be passionate about them. I'm, I'm very, I'm very That are priorities for 2023. <laughs> one of them I know a lot about already. Um, but then we've got uh, we've got inclusive, invested, and involved. I want to start. I'm going to go out of order. Uh, there just there's no specific order actually. Good. Yeah. I want to start with invested because okay. one of the things that you've been inspirational uh, for for me about, along with a lot of people, but but you come to mind um, is RPAC mm -hmm. and how important RPAC is. It and is. You you've been involved uh, for a long time on that, and and the timing was just right to where I got to be you know, influenced by you mm -hmm. specifically uh, <laughs> about RPAC. And so um, I I want to give you an opportunity to just talk a little bit about RPAC and how you got involved with RPAC in, in investing with RPAC and why it's so important. Well, you know, my mom told us, told me I should do it. And of course, at the conventions, I was like, oh, hey, you can like bid on things. And <laughs> they, they, one of my favorite things they had, and I keep trying to get them to bring it back, is they had this... Uh, you could do the $99, and you got a key. And at the end of the convention, everybody gets to try their key in this box. And if it opened, there was like $1,000 in there or something. I don't know what it was. Oh. But it was really cool because you got an actual, like, physical key. And it was like, oh, I want to I want to win. <laughs> yeah. You know, I want a chance to win. So I right. think that's like when we do our auctions, that's kind of what we do with the golden tickets, yeah. something yeah. like that. Um but so, you know, I didn't really ask about what it was at that point in time, right? Just, you were supposed to do it. Mm -hmm. And um, then one of the first committees I got on was actually RPAC fundraising. <laughs> I just applied for some, and that was one I got. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> the funniest thing was I said, I hate 
fundraising. This is horrible. I don't want to do it. And that turns out I'm actually pretty good at it. <laughs> You're one of the best fundraisers I know. So I know I'm on the NAR, I'm on the NAR RPAC Major Investor <laughs> Council now. <laughs> um, so uh, and I actually I want to thank you, Alex, for um, and. Bobby, both of you, for your investments in our profession, because that's what our pack is about. It's about mm-hmm. investing in our profession. And we all know that the government and the legislators have a lot of power over what happens in our cities and in our states and in our nation. Mm-hmm. And so what our pack does is when you invest in our pack, that allows um, the people in our associations to make relationships with our local leaders. So, you know, for example, um, our good friend, Andrew Mall, he is, um, I forget what he's called, federal political coordinator. Because, yeah, you know, I don't want to use, I, we probably use so many acronyms. People I know don't do. know what that means. And so he has a really close relationship with Sharice Davids. Mm-hmm. And what what's great about that is he can call her and say, hey, there's this issue going on in real estate, whatever it might be, and say, you know, I want to give you the information on our perspective because we are, we're the most knowledgeable people in real estate at the association, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're the voice of real estate here, right? And so um, we, who better to ask than the people that actually work in the business about how it's going to affect the people that live in the properties or own the businesses? Mm-hmm. And so but one of the ways that we get those relationships is by using money mm-hmm. to t- donate to their campaigns. Yeah. And and so then, you know, and then also, you know, we're here to help them and they're, they're there to help us. And, I mean, there was nothing more apparent about how important those relationships were than when you were president, Bobby, in 2020. Yeah. And we had this thing happening and nobody knew what's going on and the president's on the saying everybody just stay home and we're like and do what because some people are trying to move out of that home or Mm -hmm. buy a different home and before we even had like the actual like hey you can't leave your house we already had had conversations with our local legislators and said we're essential we're really important and there were several states where unfortunately they didn't have those relationships and they were not allowed to buy or sell real estate or assist people in that. And I mean, that didn't only affect realtors, Mm -mm. that affected people who just trying to do a regular job or somebody who needed to move and live by their mom because her mom, their mom was sick Mm -hmm. or whatever. And, and even the money that gets, gets injected into the community when we have closings that affect right. even the Lowe's and the all the other companies yes, out there that are a part absolutely. of that. It's not just the small side of things that we typically yeah. think that it is. The painters yeah. who go and paint the house before or after someone buys it or, mm-hmm. you know, the landscape guy. And, you know, so it's even just, food when you need to move in and you're just getting door dashed <laughs> all the time. I just need I just need some pizza and exactly. beer. <laughs> Anyway, so um, so that's you know that's like why our pack is so important is you know it does it it allows um, us to make relationships and relationships are really just what life is built on when you need something or when you have a question about something being able to talk to the person that has the knowledge that's what our pack does yeah. and you know people think all the time well ugh, I, they want me to put twenty dollars in there and I'm like okay so if that twenty dollars makes it so that you can help someone buy or sell a house? Was it right. 
I mean, do you spend twenty dollars on like some stupid membership that you never actually use? And you're like, I don't know. I have, you know, this app and that app, right. and and so, you know, I, and of course I. I invest and we all three here invest at a higher level than that, but but that's because we have have the ability to, right? Yeah. Because not everybody does. So I think it's important to know that, you know, twenty dollars is really all that we're asking each right. person at a minimum and like how easy is that? Right. And if everybody said that they weren't going to do it and the heck with this, I don't want to do it, that pot runs dry. Yeah. And it can't. The 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 world envisioning the world without that level of advocacy right. is is it should be nerve-wracking for anybody in our well, profession. there's countries where they don't allow people to own a property more than 99 years. Right. Right? Yeah. So, and I mean. Yes. That's actually been an ongoing discussion in one of my online groups recently. Um, but even more than just the relationships that we establish with the politicians, which are so vital. I mean, I've been in the room before when there's a bill getting ready to go through and we're like, this is horrible for our thing. And our lobbyist in Missouri is working really hard. And then he gets a call, call off your dogs. We'll, we'll, we'll you know, we'll vote it down. It's a call off the dogs. And that's very powerful when you, when the politician's calling you saying, stop, okay, right. we heard you. But the other part of that is that then money also gets invested in issues that come down right. and that, mm-hmm. that affect not just us and our industry, but our entire community and society. Right. I remember a few years ago when Missouri Realtors was in charge of um, passing a constitutional ban that there are no um, taxes on services. That's that the affect, one I was thinking about because yeah. that affects like hairdressers, the landscaping guys, yes. the person that teaches ballet lessons. And I mean, it, it, it's so widespread. And um, it's weird because in Kansas, most services don't have sales tax, but mm-hmm. some do. Mm-hmm. So like fitness, because you guys know I'm into fitness. Right. Um, the fitness industry actually has to pay sales tax on there. So we have to charge sales tax. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh. Isn't that strange? That's crazy. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. But that was our PAC money yep. that did that for the state of Missouri. Yes. It wasn't, because everybody gets Business really cranky and... over politicians because they all have a different opinion. And I get that, mm-hmm. but it's about so much more than just right. That's right. a politician. And it's, it's not only the business owner, it's the actual consumer that's like, okay, so I want to put my... I want to go to this fitness class, and in Missouri, if it, the membership is eighty nine dollars, it's eighty nine dollars. In Kansas, if it's eighty nine dollars, it's ninety seven. Whatever, I right? Not know that. So, I didn't know that. Um, but Look that, at you. that that affects people in every walk yeah. of life, yeah. in every manner of their life. Mm-hmm. It does. So, yeah. All right. Interesting. So, yeah. Especially so, in this day and age, where people are, you know, struggling with their health, it seems like right? we ought to be incentivizing yeah. people to. Uh, Oh, Give them a discount. Yeah. Hey, we are giving them a discount now in Kansas for uh, like eating healthy or well, just eating food because now we're charging less sales tax on True. food yeah. now. So yeah. that's, I mean, well, that we wasn't our charge money, less but. tax on, on people that are working out too. <laughs> right. All right. Thanks, Alex. Uh, I just realized that our time has like really, really oh, flown sorry. by. Like, oh, yeah, no, don't be sorry because that's this, these are my favorite interviews where we just look down and we're like, oh, okay. So I have. Two questions, yes. but the, do you have any goals for your year as president? Anything you want to see happen at KCRER generically or very specifically? Uh, I mean, it kind of goes back to that um, involvement. Mm-hmm. I would love to see more of our members involved, whether that means they're going to a recharge event or they're going to, you know, Realtor Day at the K or or actually coming and being on a committee mm-hmm. at the association and 
you know, it's rewarding in so many ways. And I think that's that's where I think we could see so many awesome things because we, we send, tend to see a lot of the same people. Mm-hmm. But we really want to see new people in here and new ideas and and just other other opinions, right? Because the more opinions that have, the better um, answers you come to. Yeah. There's better buy-in you get from everybody. Yeah. So that's important to me. My last question, I ask this question of every guest. <laughs> okay. What else? What else should we have asked you? What else do you want to talk about? What else do our listeners need to know? Great. I didn't know that was coming. Uh, <laughs> Avid it's listener my theme. here. So when I ran for Missouri president, that was my theme or that was my motto was yeah. what else? Cause, what else? Because there's always a what else. I, I think, you know, one of the things I'm really thinking about this year is being mindful and being intentional. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think that's that's kind of the what else maybe for everybody is is go beyond – your I'm selling real estate to put money in my pocket because when we all just think about the big picture of it all the money comes and and the rewards come and um, that's something I think is just really important is is as a realtor our job is to just help people have information mm-hmm. so they can make the best decisions for their family. And so that, to me, that's what I want everybody to kind of come back to is why are you really doing this? You're doing this to help other people make the best decisions for their family. And and then that, therefore, makes your service valuable. Yeah. Great Love reminder it. for right now. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Well, so. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for being <laughs> a guest. You're to- lovely. I and I feel like we could talk for like hours. So we'll have, just have to have you back. Well, okay. Um, okay. Anytime. Yeah. Maybe we, oh, we, you know what, we should do an on-location shoot in Cancun. Hey, Amber, we can oh. get you to Cancun. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, you want to yeah. go to Cancun? Let's yeah. do it. Let's do We're it. all going to be there. We're all going to be there. And if, oh, I, just so, if anybody wants to know why we're going to Cancun, we're going to be there for President Circle, which mm-hmm. is an RPAC thing. So if someone wants to know more about it, just reach out to me. You can get in touch with me through the association, and I'll be happy to share more information. Just want to like throw it. your cell phone number out there for everybody. Nope. I'm it's sure online. It's, you can Google it. Anyway. Yeah. If they know my name, they can Google me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's going to be on there. So, All right. Thank you for being with us today, Bye, Sydney. Sydney. Bye.